a 4,000-year drought in the Southwest? It could happen. That story and more on H2O Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. New research conducted in a cave in Nevada is revealing some dire implications for the American Southwest. Scientists at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, studied stalagmite specimens from a cave in the wilderness of the Great Basin and have found that the state was even hotter and drier in the past than it is now. Stalagmites act as rain gauges recording climate data. They grow upward at a rate of inches every few hundred years as groundwater drips from stalactites on the ceiling. The resulting stalagmites hold data from a 13,000-year period, more than tree rings, and show a long-term shift toward a more arid climate. The scientists conclude that hot and dry conditions existed during a 4,000-year period that was linked to warm waters in the Arctic and a lack of sea ice similar to what's happening today. If the same pattern occurs, then water supply in the Colorado River Basin is expected to decrease, which researchers say would imperil a critical resource for millions of people. A group of heavy hitters from the world of finance have warned of economic disaster without urgent action on climate change. Seventy executives sent a letter to Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell warning that the climate crisis may cause the value of some companies to plummet, which could ricochet through the economy. The signatory said tens of millions of people in the country could suffer, but their focus was on the stability of financial markets and the economic competitiveness of the U.S. The leaders urged regulatory agencies to require companies to disclose the risks that climate change poses to their businesses and the location of their physical assets, like factories, so investors can gauge threats from wildfires, hurricanes, or floods. If companies are forced to make those disclosures, the New York Times reports it could motivate them to lower their greenhouse gas emissions or risk losing access to investments or insurance coverage. Banks should also be required to factor climate change into commercial loans. The Rainforest Action Network reported in March that 35 global banks have been expanding loans to the fossil fuel sector in the four years since the signing of the Paris Climate Agreement. The letter says that immediate action to address climate change is crucial as financial markets are particularly vulnerable from the economic shocks of the COVID-19 pandemic. There's a mysterious sinkhole off the Gulf Coast of Florida, about 150 feet below the surface. The underwater phenomenon, called a blue hole, is similar to sinkholes that occur on land and is just one of many scattered across Florida's continental shelf that vary in size, shape, and depth. According to NOAA, blue holes are ecological hotspots with a diversity of plants and animals, including corals, sponges, mollusks, sea turtles, and sharks. This particular blue hole which is about 450 feet deep and 300 feet across, is called the Green Banana and may be one of the deepest ever discovered. According to the New York Times, the name came in the mid-1970s after a boat captain saw a green banana skin floating by a spring, as fishermen called the underwater sinkholes back then. Scientists are going to explore the green banana next month by lowering a 600-pound lander carrying scientific instruments into the hole. The researchers are hoping to understand if the blue hole harbors new species of microbes. They will also examine examine how the sinkholes affect the global carbon cycle, according to CBS News. 
The amount of plastic trash piling up in our oceans every year is expected to nearly triple by 2040. According to a new report, if no action is taken to stem the growth in the amount we produce and consume, it will be like dumping nearly 110 pounds of plastic on every meter of coastline around the world. The study led by the Pew Charitable Trusts finds that although progress has been made at addressing the global problem, current commitments by government and industry will reduce plastic pollution by only less than 7% over the next 20 years. But the authors say there is something that can be done, like substituting plastics with paper and compostable materials, designing products and packaging for recycling, and increasing reuse rates in middle and low-income countries. And finally, the drug remdesivir is currently a treatment for people severely sick with COVID-19, but it doesn't always work for every patient. As cases spike around the world, researchers are looking at other possible drugs. One place they may want to look is underwater. Researchers at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute have found that a seaweed extract called heparin may be more effective in blocking coronavirus than remdesivir. Heparin is a common blood thinner, and the scientists are seeing its potential to behave as a decoy to trick the virus. The COVID-19 virus sickens people by latching onto a cell's surface. It hijacks the cell by inserting genetic material inside to replicate itself. But the virus could just as easily lock onto a decoy molecule that has a similar fit and size. The decoy would neutralize and trap the virus, which would then naturally degrade. The experts say extracts from seaweed worked as well or better than remdesivir, and previous research showed that this technique works on other viruses like dengue and Zika. The team says that since COVID-19 infections likely start in the nose, these compounds could be used in a nasal spray to treat the virus early and block it from entering the body. The research reaffirms that our oceans contain an untold number of medicines, provided we protect them. That's it for this week in water. We'll catch you next time.